Oh, baby gang, what's going on? It's Height Drop. It's episode 25. 25. That's a lot. Here we go. Kiki, do you love me? When you riding, say you'll never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you. And I need you to listen to this podcast always. KB, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you'll never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you. And I need you. And I'm down for your always. With the know me is really still the real me. I swear you gotta feel me before they try and kill me. They gotta make some choices. They're running out of options. Cause I've been going off and I don't know when to stop. And we get the top and I see that you've been learning. And when I take you shopping, you spend it like you earned. And when you popped off on your ex, you deserved it. I thought you were the one from the jump that confirmed it. Trap money, Benny. I bought you champagne, but you lost some honey. From the block, like you're Jenny. Mmm, mmm. That's that lights, lights uh, covering in my feelings. Of course, Drake's massive single. It's been storming the internet as of late, and uh, nice little treat for your ears. Hopefully, thanks to Dante for actually showing me that track um, last weekend or whenever that was. And and uh you know what i've i felt like honestly for the last like few episodes i've been in my feelings a little bit you know it's been kind of a trying time for me personally um and it's kind of intense it's kind of scary sometimes to come on the podcast start this up this kind of one of the things we talk about today um of course i had ryan keenan um if you look in the description and we had a bonus guest today like halfway through the podcast valentin dubois uh if you guys know who he is he's a out of Paris originally, and he's a practitioner who trains all around the world, really. But uh, I think I met him at NAPC a couple of years ago. And Ryan Keenan, of course, based in Colorado, but OG from Michigan. Um, great guest today, guys. And uh, I was really stoked to have just kind of like that bonus, you know, spur of energy because we, we, we recorded this one late last night. Uh, it was a long just like exhausting day and and it was helpful to have just another boost of energy to come in at the at the halfway mark mark basically for this episode um but yeah what i was getting at i guess is just uh, i appreciate you guys i'm so stoked to to be here and i'm like you know i hope that you guys uh (laughs) i don't know like i feel like again like i said i think i've been in my feelings a little bit and I think that's okay. I think this has been kind of like a an interesting time for me. I've been working through a lot of interesting um, challenges, but also very grateful for for where I'm at, you know. And there's a lot of things that have been happening around me recently that have given me a, some more perspective on on just you know how how good I have it, and also like how much that makes me want to be better. So um, I'm gonna try to be better. You know, this is gonna be uh i hope hopefully i want to see more for myself and better things come out of this podcast and uh and that's going to be starting today with the patreon page which we just got son we just got that motherfucking patreon so like as promised 25 episodes equals a patreon page and uh when we get to these milestones it's nice to have um a little bump up in the in the production or just reach or whatever it is you know it's um it's scary to kind of keep doing this sometimes especially when i'm you know not necessarily having the answers for you guys 
Um, I want to, I want to share the best things we have to offer out here, but, uh, you know, no one's driving the, no one's driving the bus here. You know, we're just, we're just going, we're just going. And, um, it's been a really fun journey so far and it's, it's always kind of cool to look back and also just step up, you know, and watch things grow as we start achieving and meeting the goals that we've had. So, um, it's still incredible to me that we're here at episode 25 and, uh, I'm happy to say we launched that Patreon page today. So that link is in the description. And if you guys want to get involved and help support the podcast, um, beyond just your listenership, which, you know, we're forever, forever grateful for just, uh, just you listening and subscribing. Uh, there'll be a link to that in the description. It'll be like, what is it? Patreon forward slash, um, my name, Brandon Douglas one word. So two S's in that last name. If you guys don't know, you should know by now, but you don't know. It's all good. Just know. Now, you know, um, and there'll be some, uh, options for you there. We'll start getting some behind the scenes content uploaded for those Patreon subscribers so that you guys that are, uh, you know, showing your extra support for the podcast, get a little something extra in return. Um, so, I'll make sure that we take care of you guys and I want to start building out that page and offering more benefits. Um, but we won't ever stray from, from just the, the standard right here, which is our Tuesday episode. So thank you guys for joining us again. We have some great guests today and goddamn, here we are 25 episodes deep. I don't know really what else to say, except I hope you guys enjoy this episode and, um, I want to I want to just keep building this thing out and doing great things. So let us know, please get at us, you know, just let me know in the feedback, comments, calls, whatever, interpersonal conversations. Um <laughs> any way that you guys can reach me, I would love to hear more from you. Uh, I want to I want to just kind of continue on with this dream. So thank you guys for getting us this far. We really can't say it enough. Like it, it means a lot to to have any one of you listening right now. And we are going forward into the future. So please enjoy this episode with Ryan Keenan. Um, he's obviously one of the world's best practitioners, in my opinion. He's super, super powerful, talented, well-rounded. Uh, just you know, all, again, the guest info will be linked in the description. And you know, he just did a pro athlete. Um, stint or a little tour in Woodward and Tahoe. So you guys might've seen him out there if you're in the Tahoe area. Um, and he looks like Tarzan and he's just a, 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 a cool dude. Like he's one of the most down to earth, like nice guys you'd ever want to meet. And then uh, of course, Valentin, who I just learned how to pronounce his name yesterday in that episode properly, uh, again, out of Paris and just really dedicated, like, just a spiritual, like disciplined, really insightful guy. I don't know like how to, how to describe him. I think I want to have him back on while he's still in town and, and talk some more because he's really, really interesting guy. And he's, you know, fiercely dedicated right now to bettering his training. Um, so we've gotten to some really good parkour conversations, both Ryan and I, and when Valentin joined us. And so you guys can find all their info in the description. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and Thank you again. We'll see you on that flippity flop. Please enjoy. Alrighty, gang. Welcome back. Welcome, Ryan Keenan, to the podcast. Ryan, thanks thank you. for coming on, bro. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Young pimp, you. I like your podcast, bro. Do you? Yeah, do you I listen? Do. I do are listen. Are you a regular listener? I haven't listened to every one of them, I'm too honest. Fair, but I'm working I don't on it. Yeah. Anyone to yeah. 
I will though. I, I love podcasts. So Thanks, I just man. like cycle through them, you know, and I listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have them in the back burner for like road trips or just dull, dull moments, commutes, anything in life exactly. like where you're just like, oh man, like I could listen to some songs, but I'd yeah. rather be like a little more stimulated with the mind or something, but I don't want to like read yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you know i can't read or something i'm driving whatever so yeah i love podcasts too for that reason i agree sometimes i'm like listening to music and it's just i'm not in the right vibe you know and i, I just need to listen to someone talk there's for podcasts, sure dude. Yeah. i love all kinds of podcasts they're super informative i think it's part of the, like the revolution of the media oh i just agree. like it's going to be you know it's like an entry point for anyone to basically have their own radio station yeah yeah and some people are going to become like broadcast <laughs> news journalists through, and they already are like journalists on podcasts. That's like their medium of uh, choice. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like for sports, when I follow MMA, like I listen to podcasts to get all my yeah. news for, um, and that's what parkour maybe makes sense for this. But, uh, but even, even I think it's going to go beyond that. I think like podcasts and stuff is going to be where you get, where you would normally get your New York times CNN shit. Cause that stuff's all dying. It is. It completely is. Yeah. I think I agree. And I think people like talk a lot about, you know, like our generation millennials and what, you know, everyone's like mm -hmm. lazy and, you know, all these other things. You fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, exactly. And good for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Living at home in the basement. No job. Piece of Not shit. To millennial. Work. Yeah, exactly. Get a job. You Get fucking job. millennial. <laughs> Worth the contribute. No, but I think, and they're like, you know, like people don't talk about how people don't read as much. And I, I think reading is important, but like, I think podcast is showing it's blown up, you know, and it's not like a visual media. It's like, mm -hmm. and a lot of it is people just want to learn about stuff. You know, it might be news. Yeah. It might be something random, you know, yeah. whatever it's anything, but they are just like, there's a genuine de desire to like learn and grow. And 100%. I think it's cool seeing how much like podcasts have blown up because it shows that. And it's just a medium that works better for people now, you know? Yeah. What is, uh, it's what the spoken word is ubiquitous or someone someone was saying how like basically this is as revolutionary as the printing press like not podcasting but yeah. internet technology has made it so that spoken word is as easy as publishing basically That's so now. cool and i was thinking about this too it's a better form of communication because you can get intonation communicate like it's a better yeah think about like how long people have been talking longer than they've been writing shit down yeah although i think like writing shit down you have you ultimately come up with more it's different. Better ideas because organizing your thoughts on paper makes it so you can go deeper into thought. Yeah. You know, keeping everything, all the balls in the air in a podcast, you can go down some really fun paths, but, you know, probably the, the best thinking is done like over the course of time, like reflecting on notes and shit like that. I think you need all but of it. It's all, yeah. yeah you, you need, need all of it. it. You need yeah. all of it. Yeah. I'm just, I don't want to shit on reading because I think like it's still like <laughs> probably the elite level of, uh, <laughs> of if, if you're like worried about intellectual shit at least which yeah. i'm not too worried about it <laughs> yeah but uh already got time for that <laughs> well i listen to yeah I've, I've read books because of podcasts you know yeah yeah like that and uh i don't know podcasts, yeah absolutely just a little slap on the dick a nice <laughs> yeah. friendly slap on the dick for all you podcast listeners out there or on the tit Either. whatever the, a welcome one, a, a, a <laughs> consensual one, hopefully, like an asking and then the slap. Yeah, it's a friendly, yeah, like a little lots of love. Goddamn, um, <clears throat> comedy podcast. Obviously, like that's why I listen yeah. to a lot. That's why I'm always fucking around, dude. Everybody listens to Joe Rogan. 
Oh Everybody my god! Everyone loves Joe. Everyone Rogan. loves Joe Rogan. He is. I mean, you listen to him. I've listen been listening to him for a hot minute, dude. Same college. He like helped me through college. Just, just was a nice break. Just podcast. Likewise. Yeah, I think like that's, that's like maybe the new Christ figure. Almost, <laughs> it's like weird. It's like almost a new religion. Is like I listen to the podcast, dude. Rogan. Yeah, you listen to JRE. Yeah, he's like, yeah, dude. They talk it's about like some weird like cult almost, right? Like well, they talk all about these that. Pod- oh yeah, yeah. Like what is it? The dark, the like the intellectual the dark-, dark web. Yeah, there we go. Intellectual dark web. Yeah, yeah. It him, is. Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris. Sam Harris yeah. Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, um, fuck, he's another comedian. And Dave, I think is his name, Dave Rubin. And Dave then there's Rubin. another one, Brett Weinstein. Brett, yeah. Who's like a scientist. And he, uh, uh, I'm not I haven't privy into to everything. Too, Again, yeah. I have to have a, we all have jobs and shit. You can listen <laughs> yeah. to like 40 different podcasts um, religiously. But I yeah. am pretty fucking on the JRE train. Oh, completely. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's definitely a hero of mine. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. He lives the ultimate man life. Dude, people for are... a lot of people. What about, you know, Joe... You know, we've got a celebrity for president right now. You know, mm-hmm. I heard people joking about Joe Rogan for president. <laughs> I'm sure that he could win he the presidency. He would never run, He would though. never do that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, the first to say, you don't, only a... Like, who the fuck would want that job? Exactly, yeah. No one. No one intelligent no one, wants, yeah. that, wants to do that. Yeah. Only like narcissistic egomaniacs would want that kind of attention ultimately or feel like, you know, the best leaders are reluctant. They say, right. Right. Yeah. Um, but bro, how you been? I've been good, man. You've been shitting. You've been hitting the scene. I've been. You've been, been shitting and hitting the scene. Probably. All of it, dude. You, know, you almost never stop shitting <laughs> until you die. I, think, I think. And uh, then. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll hit the scene. You were in Tahoe. <laughs> yeah, Tahoe's sick. Woodward's a pretty cool place. Woodward Tahoe is pretty pretty unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. some like, I mean, just so many savage athletes. That, oh my god. Oh my god. Um. And then, you know, how's your progression and everything going? Like, what are you, where are you at these days in your training and, and just in life? Yeah, dude. And it's good, man. In, in training, I kind of am just like, I mean, I've always loved parkour, but, you know, you always go up and down and, like, yeah. sometimes you, like, focus too much on one thing. And for me, at least, and I'm, like, grind. And I think I'm, like, grinding out. And, and right now, I'm just like, I, I just love everything. I want to do it all. And whatever I feel like doing that day, I'm just going to play with it and, like, and it's just fun, dude. Mm-hmm. It's been so fun. Yeah. Yeah. We touched on the la- last week, actually. I think we touched on the fact that, like, we feel guilty sometimes when we don't train. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Maybe that's something that's you should, you should listen to that. But also, it's like, dude, you don't have to feel guilty about it. Like, yeah. Like, I felt, I felt like bad because I've, like, not been training as much, but it's just like ups and downs. Like, it's one of the mm-hmm. first, like, troughs I've really had in, like, training, but it's not really a trough the way I see it, you know? Like out on the outside, it might be like, "What the fuck? He doesn't post anymore." I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just working on other stuff, the other things in yeah. life, and uh, and if I do everything right, I'll come back stronger than ever. Absolutely, yeah. There's all, yeah. I think there's always time for it, but yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, what do you uh, what are your next uh, goals this season? Are you doing any competition? Are you just giving and just playing it by ear, flying by the tight seat of your pants definitely more flying just tend to fly by the seat of my pants on everything um and competition interests me i've done a little bit but mm-hmm. 
you know, I think it's, I realize also it's like not what I love about parkour either, you know? No. It's got aspects to it that are cool. Yeah. And the challenging aspect for me is what's really cool because it's like, you know, all these really uncomfortable things like people there, you know, you just told to do a challenge. Challenges you're not picking you're not, yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You don't, it's not the challenge you eye out and you're like, ooh, that, that feels good to me. That's what I want to do. You know, it's like, could be something that's super uncomfortable or, you know, it could be something you really like. It's just this whole, and that's what's cool to me that like complete unknown about it and it's super challenging. Um, so I'm, and it's like, I like doing that for fun to experience that if it's like really, I don't think it's really what I love and want to focus on with parkour. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, for a time I was really, yeah, yeah. For a time I was into that same thing and then, and I agree with you. It's just for me, it's ultimately always comes down to the more original art form of it, discipline side of it, where people are challenging themselves on things not intended for parkour use. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that's just ultimately something that won't ever go away. You know, I think we'll follow in the in the footsteps of in of other um, disciplines where there's like both sides. Absolutely. But I'll, um, and I'm sure some people will always fall on the side of like they don't even know about the 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 street version of the, the sport. They only think like the competition version exists. Yeah. But I think that the people that are in the competitions. And the people that really follow the sport will always probably favor the street side. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't know either. I, I don't do- know anyone that like is a beast in the competitions that doesn't train like and care mostly about their outdoor performance. Oh, I know. You yeah. Know? Yeah. All the all the guys are beasts. Yeah. I think I everyone like talks about, you know, I don't know if they talk about like competitions, but like, you know, the fig discussion and where it's going mm-hmm. and how much structure and there's definitely a need to like have control of that and, and you know like push the sport in the right direction but i also think like you know i don't know that the street side like just the freeness of it and what you're just doing ex- you know exploring making videos like i think that's always going to live on and i think yeah. you know there may be some branching out of like the, the scene and the sport but i think there's always going to be you know a pretty big part of the scene is going to be that yeah 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 yeah, yeah the fig thing's weird because it's ultimately just like shitty because they want to own pieces of things that we like they don't they haven't earned and they really shouldn't own yeah you know and they will be able to like dictate certain things about the way our sport is presented to the world and like yeah that's not a great thing but no you know even in a perfect world there's going to be a compromise so like I just don't want it to be shitty for the sport, obviously, but I think it's ultimately a good thing, even if it is like, you know, there's there's a world where it's good for everyone still. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, even if it's under the umbrella of the International Gymnastics Federation, um, that's not, I, I don't want that to be the way it is, but yeah. I don't know that we ever get into the Olympics without that. Yeah. Just because it feels like they've already made up their mind and... I would rather us like boycott it to the end and see how it goes. But in it, you know, it's just tough because not everyone, we're not one like cohesive unit. Yeah. We're like very, very tied closely together through, through our connections, through social media and through traveling. But there's always so many more practitioners than there are like connections. And well, maybe not more than connections, but I don't even know. There's always going to be isolated pockets where they will be able to, basically like poach parkour athletes, throw them into these competitions. And so you kind of like, Oh, it's just so hard. The lesser two yeah. evils kind of like thing comes up, 
But I just think it's ultimately it sucks because it's gonna fuck over people that have worked hard if if it goes through fast and like it it's not um completely owned by us. But yeah, no, I agree. But Definitely. it will be a good opportunity too. Like even though as bad as it can get, it will be a good opportunity for athletes everywhere. Yeah, it'll be like the the people it's fucking over the most isn't really the athletes. Um, maybe future ones because they won't get like the the purest version or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's creating opportunities for people to to have lives and careers like yeah training and, rather than um outside of training. Yeah, so. everything changes. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I agree with what you said. I think fight it till the end, and and there's better ways to do it for sure. But you know, not everything is going to stay the same, and you know, it's going to grow in some direction. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just tough. It's like we want there's ideal versions of everything, right? Yeah. But it's also like who are we to <laughs> like we, we I mean, but again, it's like it's so tough cuz if like if we all banded together, we could make it happen. Yeah. We could absolutely like dictate the way it goes. Yeah. But it's so hard to get all that, banded together and like yeah, it's just like who's going to I don't know. It's just so many it's That's like all right, I, no Red yeah. Bull and it's like all right, we already were like yeah, fuck it. You can be Red Bull. Yeah. You know, for a while that was the thing. Like don't fucking Get sponsored by energy <laughs> drinks, bro. They're bad for you. Yeah. And it's like, dude, we fucking every other sport in the world that's like extreme or or like skateboarding or even even pro NBA players, like all these yeah. like professional athletes are sponsored by energy Drivers, drinks. Like MMA fighters. Yeah. Like that's who's sponsoring sports. Mm-hmm. So if we do we want parkour to like not exist, or do we want it to only have special sponsors and then it won't be very big and you know the people that are in it won't actually get to live because it's like all right you can you can put it down uh let's say it's like badminton you know i've never fucking watched badminton my whole life <laughs> but maybe badminton like has like the right sponsors and like they're very like wholesome in their approach to, to the way they do things yeah but then you can't play badminton professionally and like support a family you couldn't like have a family because there's not enough eyeballs and money bags like involved yeah you know so i don't know i just it's always a double-sided coin that's all you know and you have oh, to be is. able to look at both sides if you're only looking at one side then i don't know you're just fucking up i guess like you should you should realize that there's reasons why it's good because then if it goes through then you can at least find the silver lining and if it doesn't go the way you want it or if it goes the way you want it to then you can appreciate it even more for knowing about the bad side, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Know. You just always got to go, go in that dual. You do approach, play your own. Nothing is advocate. like black and white. We always want to like make it, you know, all these compartments and make it all clear to us, but yeah. it's not, it's just this, you know, this and that's big why scale it's so that hard changes to band together, all the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause if is. you draw a line, you're like, all right, you're either here with us or you're on the other side yeah. of the line against us. Then most people are going to be like, well, I'm not yeah. going to go over there or whatever. Cause <laughs> You know, just as that's the way people are, dude. We're yeah. tribal and we don't want to like yeah, just sign are. up for anything. I don't know. It's just, it's weird, wild, fun stuff. I mean, I'm just excited to see it unfold. I believe in us. Like ultimately mm-hmm. I'm not so worried about it because I just believe in the community and I believe in human beings, like just yeah. to always work towards something more positive. Yeah. And so as bad as it can get, I'm just like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm leaning, maybe I'm not getting duality enough and I'm not looking at the negative, but I'm like optimistic about how it's all going to turn out. Oh yeah. You know? I agree. I think it always like ends up going the the way it needs to. Mm-hmm. I think the sport will live on, obviously. It's oh, pretty yeah. clear about that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, something that I think about this is like, is, is like, 
the reason I, I stuck with parkour because I like kind of did it on my own, you know, like just kind of learned mm-hmm. and it, and it, all the other stuff that I was like taught and like structured with. I, I mean, just because I was like immature and couldn't focus or what I didn't, I never stuck with that, you know? So, oh yeah. Yeah. So, Interesting. Like, it's, I definitely believe in like, you know, like formal coaching. It's great. It's progressed the sport a ton, but, and it's like, like I would have liked that now, but I don't think I could have taken it when I was younger, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, so it's like a funny little thing with, with it. Yeah. Dude, that's like, oh man, I always think about the life cycle of that shit. And like, I'm like the life cycle of, of parkour is, is like the life cycle of anything. It's like when you first get into it, it only, it's like a mutation, right? It's like an accident. It's like, you have to be weird to get into it or it has yeah. to be like a genetic yeah, yeah, yeah. accident or like the things that like advance the species even they're just genetic Oh yeah, fucks. You know, like they messed up, or like you yeah, know, some, the mutations like, that you know, almost you fell into it by accident because you just it just clicked with you, and you didn't like necessarily try. There wasn't like, oh, I want to be a pro one day or anything like that. Yeah, and then like those are the people that initially like build out a a new branch of like life, basically, or a new branch of DNA, and in, in some cases, a new species or whatever. Yeah, and then <clears throat> and then it can potentially flourish for thousands of years or it can just get morphed more and more and become better or or it's an evolutionary dead end yeah and it doesn't you go anywhere know. it just goes know. nowhere but you know yeah but i think we're now in that phase where like there's so much more like available to people that now the person that you know maybe was now the genetic mutation nece- isn't necessarily parkour yeah which is crazy you know it's like but it's not mainstream enough that i don't think it's like that necessarily i'm just saying for some people they already are so accepting of it that they wouldn't, you know, identify with it because part of the reason why I think people get into it initially is because they don't feel like anything else is for them. Yeah. And then they can, they, they feel like they can make it their own because it's, it's not anything yet. Yeah. Like Parker yeah. wasn't really anything. It's still like, so it's so like, just like unraveling and like, yeah. you know, just like <sighs> crack, like this wave is just like barely breaking still. Mm-hmm. And so it's just fun to, to be a part of that. Cause it is cool. I don't know. I love how like, I mean, people are like break dancing on walls and it's parkour, you know, or people are doing, mm-hmm. it's track and field outside, you know, and that's parkour or it's like full, you know, free running gymnastics. Yeah. yeah. It's all, the, it's all one thing that we're calling it, but it, it can be so different and athletes can be so incredibly different. And I love that about it. Like, I don't want to go break dance on walls. Maybe, maybe at some point <laughs> I will, but not, not now. Yeah, like yeah. I want to do all the stuff I want to do, but like someone else does. I think that's so sick. Yeah, I can't wait to see how like it takes shape and like well, I'm like what the yeah. fuck's gonna happen? Like what's it gonna look like? What yeah. the fuck like what was I watching the other day? Like dude, people are already just I mean, just things are getting oh my crazy God. and it's crazier and just I don't know, man. What was like something that just blew my mind recently? Verky's constantly blowing my mind. Verky Verky O2. Shout out to that young Kong lad. Gainer pre outside. Kong Gainer pre outside. Insane. To front yeah. out. To front out. What else? Uh, double A twist pre from Jaden Clark was pretty double legendary. That was a that new was like so sick. That was, I mean, I don't know. Just flip gaps are getting insane. Like yeah. Dom Tomato is still like just, just on another level with always. the ability of the impact he can take. Yeah. Uh, and posture has been really bad. Posture's like almost had like a renaissance again. It feels like where he's just yeah. putting out a bunch of new, exciting, creative moves. Like what he's known for is just kind yeah. of reinventing himself and reinventing movement, even like reinventing the whole way people look at parkour with all those big dirt. 
jumps yeah. and stuff, like triples into like big crazy. dirt quarries and shit. Like, you know, new terrain. I think that's going to be like one of the areas that we start expanding more and more is different new terrain. terrain because like the, the dirt terrain is, it just offers so much more that's to, interesting. To, uh, I've never to thought our that. skill set. It's yeah. like, all right, we can do triples now. Yeah. Even though. What about like, you know, I feel like there's sometimes there's this thought in parkour. It doesn't count if it's not on concrete, you know, which isn't true. It's not like clearly not true. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, you think about that sometimes you're like, yeah, no, I used to live in that headspace. Yeah. hundred percent. I was like, dude, if you don't like, and I still like, I, I if you do it over grass or dirt, it kind of depends what it is. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, that was cool. But in my head, I'm also going, know, yeah, yeah. But if you don't do that over concrete, then you can just go suck a dick. That's how I'm, I don't, there's know? plenty. I mean, there's so much stuff I do not do over concrete, but that's what yeah. I think in my head sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's fair, but, but I think it's going to be opened up more. Yeah. You know, just because of like where it's taking it. There's like, cause you can do a double on concrete. Yeah. So then like people kind of want to see that happen. Yeah. But I don't know that a triple is possible that, to concrete. That's so much impact. So, and I don't know that I want anyone to try, but <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Someone will. But I don't know. Like, I just think it's all movement, and I can appreciate it, even if it's into sand or whatever. It just has to be good. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but you just got to be good, man. <laughs> In my opinion, it's just like you know it when you see it. Like the fuck when they were talking about porn, the justice, <laughs> the, the Supreme Court, when they're like. You know it when you oh, see you it. You know it when you That's see it. That's what they yeah, said when yeah. they were like trying to What's ban or not ban bad. pornography. Yep. <laughs> you know when <laughs> or you what see was it. it. It's so yeah. vague though, but you're right. You just know it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like when people move pretty. I think big moves are sick. I think all that stuff's sick. Yeah. I mean, pe- plenty of people do big moves and move pretty, mm-hmm. but I really like when people like, it looks good, you know? Boski is like oh the king god. of that right now, I feel oh like. Oh my god, dude. He's so good. He looks like a fucking <laughs> cartoon. Like he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Just boom, boom, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just like, dude. Oh. He's beautiful the way he, he is. is. Yeah. Yeah, there's something I I, I didn't I, it's crazy. Like you go through phases in your training, you go through phases in what you appreciate too, I feel mm-hmm. like. Because I was more interested in parkour strict over concrete at height parkour challenges of high consequence. Yeah. You know, and now I can really appreciate just like the fluidity more. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm getting interested more in that just because that's where my own training is going. I'm yeah. a piece of shit. I only like <laughs> no. what I'm interested in. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if I don't like it, then fuck it, <laughs> I guess. But no, I just like, and, and tricking and stuff more, I've been getting into as well. And I've just appreciated like, what oh, it yeah. has to offer. I think you have to like, yeah, dab your dip your toe in some of these things to really understand like why they're you know or how to appreciate them i guess oh yeah i think you're right yeah and it goes beyond just parkour you know or tricking it you know it can go into all different aspects of movement oh yeah, yeah. diving i've been like loving diving, yeah, diving. and like i've been loving just anything dude it just all it, of it is you do one thing you learn everything <laughs> yes <laughs> how do you like that i like it quotable yeah, fucks. <laughs> you fucking audience. It's Brandon Listen. Douglas. Yeah. Uh, actually, don't quote me on that. <laughs> did, did you see... Um, it's funny to hear my whole name, you know, like when people call you by like, Ryan Brandon. Keenan, what up? Oh, I know. It sounds what weird. Ryan yeah. Keenan. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> I always call you Keenan the Barbarian. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. you look like a fucking jungle person. <laughs> 
I'm Irish, though. <laughs> I know. Bullshit, you're Irish, dude. You're fucking so, like, not Irish, I feel like, even though you are. Yeah. Do you know that job that you're doing Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. I was going to get that job, maybe, but they wanted you because you look more ethnic. No way. And I was dude, like... Dude, that's so funny. That's reverse racism. <laughs> it is. I did a it's job Reverse once. racism. <laughs> Actually, it's just regular racism. There's no reverse racism, I guess. Yeah, it's still just racism. But here's why it's a little reverse racism. is because I'm actually Latin. You are. And you're not, are <laughs> as you? As far as I know, I'm no, you not. You have to be, though. I, I, I'm going to get... I'm if actually you got your get, lineage done, you guaranteed to. you would be like... Because the Spaniards went up and raped everyone in Ireland, and that's why you're <laughs> yeah. brown, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and that's why it's I'm... True. I mean, same you're for me. Skin, like, they, yeah. moved, they went to Peru and raped... The Spaniards <laughs> fucked around, dude. Dude. Let's just yeah. be honest. Spain... They're the real pieces of shit. They went everywhere. They're as bad as anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. The colonial Spain or whatever. I mean, yeah, they did some shit. Yeah. Shout out to all the Spaniards. Fosky. <laughs> I wonder if he's so dope, dude. They've got like conquest in their blood. Conquistadors. Conquistador. I am going to get a DNA test. Yeah. That's exciting. You did that. I did. Yeah. Did you do the health thing? I did well. They give you all your like health shit. And, okay. Yeah, and your ancestry and whatever lineage, cool. and then they tell you if you're gonna get Parkinson's and stuff like this. Oh yeah. I'm so far in the clear, but then they send you an email every so often. It's like, hey, we just discovered two new genes that will tell you if you have these diseases. <laughs> Click here to see your results. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> here we go. Uh, just like crossing your fingers. So yeah. far, so good for me. Nice. I've only I've only had like one, one bad gene, and it's for like some disease that doesn't really matter, anyways. Oh, okay. So, and you have to have like two or three of the variants to really be at risk. So I'm like, cool. I'm lucky there, but I don't know. It's a hard decision. I, don't, I can understand why people wouldn't want to know. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I think Part, what I, I did, it, why I was so stoked on it, was you can plug in the same information you get through the the the, the DNA test. You'll take the raw data, and other people will tell you even more about yourself oh okay. there's even like other third-party apps that will be like oh this one's like all about nutrition it'll tell you all of your food allergies and stuff like that oh if that's they, cool if they, if they see map, that's what i'm interested if in yeah exactly i don't really care i mean I, maybe i should but i don't really care about if i have like a predisposition yeah for no disease, i wasn't you know? like oh i want to worry about something i just wanted to like optimize my health and yeah. like that's like kind of yeah. why i did it yeah so yeah I'll give you all that info if you're interested cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Dude, we were talking about earlier how our moms don't like approve. Oh yeah. Mom no, my mom like she's she's mad supportive now, but like in I you know, it's kinda like Is she though? I I'm mean just teasing, she loves but... it. Yeah. I think it's kinda like they always just kept expecting me to stop. And they're always just like, Oh yeah, like cool, you're you're jumping on like it was yeah, no, yeah. it's just a thing, like they didn't really realize I was like really liked it that much. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then like, you know, at college, I'm like still jumping off. I'm even doing it more. And then like <laughs> every chance I get, I'm like trying to take a trip and go, mm-hmm. you know, jump off something. And then I get done with college and it's like, what do I do with my life? Well, the only thing I want to do is just jump off stuff. So then they're like, I think they're like, oh, okay. We might as well embrace it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking that it's like dude it's so tough with parents man yeah they want the best for you right they want the best for that's you. that's all yeah. they want unless they're piece of shit parents in which case if you have some of those parents i guess you got to get the fuck out of there yeah but yeah yep. it's unlikely you have piece of shit parents like even if they seem like that it's probably because they really want the best for you yeah yeah and i don't know i, I definitely know how it goes dude like 
they're not going to be supportive of you until you've already like become successful in some way, shape or form sometimes. Yeah. And like, even then I like, they want, they'd rather you be a doctor or some shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's just yeah. the dream. That's like their generation, especially had the dream of like, that's what you should be. Yeah. That's what you do. That's and how you parents, contribute to society. Oh yeah. My parents are super dope. They like definitely are like, pretty unique and did their did their thing too but but there's like a part i know that's it's what's like, so horseshit about it what well actually that's like why they know but yeah oh but they also but they're yeah. such hypocrites dude. Oh, it's so when you true. get older yeah. and you find out all the shit your parents have yeah. done you're like you Wait, fucking asshole you that from me. how dare you tell me what to do you fucked around so hard <laughs> and like you knew i was gonna fuck around and like do what i wanted anyway why didn't you just encourage me from the beginning i don't know yeah but i think that's the lesson i'm taking forward with uh and it's not that they didn't encourage me. I don't know yeah. how your parents were, but my parents encouraged you, me. You definitely bit, feel the but... pressure as a kid that like you're not getting real full support. You know, yeah, that's that's pretty rare for a parent to fully support their their child in like a risky endeavor. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to do parkour, and you know, just... and I get it too because like if you you know like I mean I obviously don't have kids and that's way down the road, but like even just like pets or like my, you know, little cousins or, or whatnot, you're like, Oh shoot. Like if they're doing something risky, you know, you think about it. Yeah. Like you got to, you know, like I think life's, I think that's the cool thing about parkour. It's so like in your face, but you know, evolution favors risk takers. Mm. And I think you just gotta, in whatever way that is, you got to challenge yourself and you got to take risks and it might be physically, it might be with like heights and fear and challenges and, and all that, or it might be academically, it might be anything, you know, yeah. socially, but you got to put yourself out there. You got to take those risks. hundred percent, dude. It's good advice. So I think that's where my parents support it. Cause they yeah. see that and they're like, that's worthy, you know? Yeah. yeah. But at the same time I live in my truck and <laughs> <laughs> I travel as, you know, just work, work, work what I need to. I mean, I work a yeah. decent amount, but as long as you're happy, you know, oh, it's I'm just like, yeah. I'm so happy. It's just like, yeah. How is the truck life? I love it. How many years or how many months have you been doing it? Like five months. Yeah. Five yeah. months truck life. Holla. Yeah, as long as this podcast has been going. Yeah. A little bit, nice. a little bit less, but same these. So we're both on a, a, a new journey. journey of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what can you tell? There's a lot of people out there in the van life, in the van oh, world, yeah. or thinking about the van life. Uh-huh. What would you tell them? You know, I think it's, it's not like I'm like, you know, like expecting to live in my truck the rest of my life or, you know, like who knows what the winter's going to bring. But as for, I'm young, you know, I don't need to, I need, I think it's important to learn to live with little, you know, like whatever yeah. I need. And, and that's something great about the truck. Like one, it's about living. It's about going out and doing things. I mean, mm-hmm. you just sleep, you sleep, you obviously need to sleep, but it's more about being out in the world and exploring and like meeting people and like ex- just adventuring and, and just doing things. Um, and like living in your, in your vehicle, your truck or your van or whatever it is, like makes that really, really possible. And, you know, can be the focus of your life. Mm. And it's cool to like, you know, you can only fit so much, so you don't, you yeah. don't need that much. There's, and I feel like yeah. there's later times in life where I'll want to like be more established and settle down. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but I have no regret. I, I, it's pretty simple in there, but I have, you know, it's <laughs> great. It's so great. Living the dream. Yeah, living your dream at least. Yeah, I mean, everyone. Yeah, and, and it's it's not for everyone, but there's other stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what about any any uh, pitfalls, hiccups, pitfalls? anything that like you're like, God damn it, um, like that, anything that gets to you, or is y- it all good? Yeah, it's all I good mean, in the hood because you're no. Sh- I mean, there's obviously inconveniences with everything. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah I mean, it goes both sides. Obviously, it goes both sides. Yeah, like, I don't, you don't have to pay rent. 
I don't have to pay rent. Every fucking first of the month, I'm like, God oh, yeah. damn it. I hated it. that. I you hate know? that. <laughs> but I pay more in food, you know? Yeah. I buy, buy yeah, food out cook. more. Yeah. yeah, I do cook, um, but it's more inconvenient dishes and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's definitely inconveniences with cooking, and, and that's part, like, I have a pretty small setup, so. Oh, shit. We got Valentine Dubois. Valentine. Um, Dude, why don't you uh, why don't you answer the I'll answer it I real can quick. answer the door. You just um, keep bullshit. We might bullshit. pause this and restart it. Yeah. We might just fucking let it ride. Just yeah. sit tight. Just sit tight. Okay. Tell them tell them about your tell them about the truck life real quick. Okay, the truck <laughs> life. <laughs> I'm excited to see Valentine. Yeah, right. Um. What up, dude? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> all right uh let's just put him on dude we'll just do a half and half episode it'll be a party in here nice um valentine we're, gonna, we're hosting valentine tonight so we're gonna get some <laughs> extra guest action some sauce right, on the podcast nice to see you, you too dude it's been we'll so be right long. back when we hook up this mic for valentine and we back we back baby we back, back with an extra special guest. Hello, everyone. Tell me if I'm butchering your name, man. I hope I don't say it <laughs> butchering wrong. Butchering your name? Butchering. <laughs> Valentine? Nah, pretty good, but that's... Uh, the, I say Valen- Valentine. Valentine. It's easier for people to remember, okay. but the real name is Valentin. Valentin. There you go. Valentin Dubois. Perfect. Yes, Dubois. very good. Mm. I love it. I love... I, like, I wish I could speak French so badly. I feel like a piece of shit because my dad is actually French and yeah, yeah, born he there. Yeah, told me last time. And I should be able to speak it by now, but thanks for getting me in uh, in the mindset again. That's all good. <laughs> I'll speak to you in French. Yeah, yeah. While you're here, you can help me learn some mm-hmm. some words again. Um, dude, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, it's good to be here, guys. When I was walking in, in Boulder from the station to here, I remember two years ago when I came for my first parkour comp ever i was really like reluctant oh was yeah like, oh, parkour competition uh what is this but it was so much fun the skill challenge and oh, the, yeah, yeah. the speed it felt more like a jam than a real comp mm, mm. that was two years ago at yeah. the international 2016 yeah that was one of the best like that was a high watermark i think for us and and holding like an event i think we that was like one of the best years for sure Oh, it'd be hard to top it, but hopefully we can make it even better this year. Yep, yep, definitely. A lot of great people are coming over. Yep. Uh, some people I tried to recruit, like Oliver Thorpe. Oh, They're yeah. Like, come over, man. <laughs> like Pedro Salgado was like, come over, man. Oh, sick. And, uh, oh God, I want to see Pedro in yeah. it again. Pedro is, I, I, I always think Pedro is uh, like maybe the, the, the sleeper. Like even though everyone knows he's insanely good, I feel like he never, in America at least, in that competition, people didn't, know that he was going to be the contender you know that he was and if he didn't fall in that one course i think like it yeah. would have been between him and dylan at the very end yeah yeah. He had that one slip up but, um and of course mish also fell on like that same everyone yeah it's just always about consistency i mm-hmm, feel like mm-hmm. consistency that's how i like was able to do well when i was competing i think is i would get lucky just not falling most of the time <laughs> like where did you stop by the way why did you um, stop competing I was, we talked about this actually a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, but it was, uh, it was just not like what I loved most about parkour. Mm. And it wasn't that, uh, I was against it. It was just, it was really hard on my body. I'm, I'm, I'm quite competitive when I sign up. I want to, I wouldn't sign up for a competition that I don't think I would try to win. Yeah, definitely. And, and so if I'm going to try to win, it's a lot of dedication and 
I realized that like I had limited energy and I was like, I really wanted to make the videos with Merm and, and mm -hmm. just more videos. Like that's where I wanted to put my energy. And if I did competitions, I just knew that it just wouldn't be sustainable for me where I was at, like how old I was in the sport and stuff. I wanted to like make sure I spent the bulk of my energy doing that. And um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a fair, I, it's I, fair not, enough reason. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not like against doing it ever again, but you know, I feel like I've accomplished everything I really could already. Yeah, you, you did know? really well. You, you did really like, well, what, yeah. Three, what, three years in a row? Uh, almost, two, almost. Two I did two years at an NAPC, but I won like some other comps throughout there. Mm -hmm. Like it was NAPC, two Apex comps, or two NAPCs, two Apex comps, and Tempest Games. That Tempest I, Games. Remember wow. the Tempest Games? Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you never saw the Tempest Games? Mm -mm. They never released the footage because Apex dominated back then. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if that's why, but no, I think they were going to try to sell the rights to to some like TV or broadcast okay, station. Okay. But uh, I don't know whatever happened with that that footage. But 2013, there was the Tempest Games, man. It was actually pretty... That was one of the best competitions. I was really bummed that it didn't come out because I think that was like actually really well done. They yeah. had like great interviews after the the runs. And I don't know. It was sick. Yeah, I was studying a lot of your runs from NAPC when I did my first NAPC last year. Oh, yeah? Like I was watching every winner of NAPC, trying to understand why they won, oh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I did a lot of work for... Um, Study work for competition, definitely. Yeah. And um, uh, there's something you said about, yeah, the, the the game of like you felt like like you accomplished a lot in competition, right? When you look at the game of winning a, a athlete game, it it's very few athletes really dominate for like five, six, seven, ten years, like yeah, Usain yeah. Bolt, like Kobe yeah. Ushimura. And if you look at, for example, the UFC, yeah. like a champion stays champion for what six months. Like they have new champion every six months, except yeah, for yeah. Well, some people. Very like rare, yeah. Like Jose DJ, Abdo, TJ, uh, yeah. DJ, uh, yeah. Dimitris. Uh, but yeah, so it's smart to know when it's time to go. Same for me. I think I will keep on competing for like a year, mm -hmm. then I'm out. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a part of it. Sharpens you, you know. It gets you into like it's a really good tool. But uh, I think a lot of us, like we were saying actually earlier before you got here, like for me identify most with doing parkour on obstacles that weren't meant for it, mm -hmm. you know, or, or, you know, just basically that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And, uh, but mad respect to everyone that competes or has the energy to do both or whatever. Like, you know, I'm yeah, so stoked yeah, definitely. for, yeah. <laughs> um, how is your competition, uh, goals and everything going? I remember speaking with you last time and just, you're, you know, you've always been very focused. It seems like on, uh, on your performance in, in NAPC and you were trying to win last year and, and this year, assume you're going for it again. Yeah, I was really disappointed last year. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've seen that my flaws was a lot the bars. Like it was not so much my power or whatever. It was mm -hmm. really the inability to stride bars or to have a good stride technique. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've did. Once I came back home, I went to a semi-form I lived there for a year, uh, for a year, for a month. <laughs> Cineform is the gym that opened in France that was inspired much more by uh, Apex, what Apex oh, cool. gym. Is that where uh, Charles, Charles yes. Pujat lives, oh, cool. is training from? He's coming out to the yes, competition he's coming. as well. Oh, so. he's coming, he's ready, he's, uh, he's, he's ready. Yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> he's, man, that guy is always just 
fierce on the gram. I don't know like uh, what he is doing, but I'm like, damn, he looks strong yeah. all the time. Yeah, he he's hard. super real, like yeah, dedicated, disciplined, and you got much respect. He's a fierce competitor too. Mm. So I train with him a lot, you know, to to get more more accustomed to the to training in an indoor setup because in France we are more outdoor setup. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, I did train a lot for that definitely uh, a lot a lot and went to many different jams to as many different gyms as i could in europe to all europe uh trained with people who were good in speed running like joe endo mm. i was with pedro also in um in uh, portugal recently and in denmark to understand why wh where was it coming from you know mm -hmm. and i also uh, i've learned a lot from mitch mm. mitch the great mentor of mine always helping me out in my training Uh, so yeah, but I came this year also to win, definitely. Yeah, I know it's gonna be really hard because I don't know the gym. There's a lot of well, good luckily, guys coming Well, luckily, nobody over. knows the gym. Ah. So it's a little level, more level of playing field this time, okay, maybe. so I have an advantage. Yeah, yeah, time. nobody really knows the gym. Like, Louisville's new, and like, I guess you would know it a little bit, but you're <laughs> yeah. not. He doesn't give a shit. You're not gonna have to worry about <laughs> you it. You don't compete? Because you did it he might compete. Year. He I might, might compete. compete, but I mean, I don't know. He's probably not gonna be trying as hard. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't yeah. Well, maybe you will. Like, like, maybe hear... not in speed. Maybe not in yeah, speed. Definitely I've not never speed. seen definitely you like go aggressive for a speed. speed I think I, I would like that, but I just it's just so far from what I train, I think. It's just like I don't have the you, mental. I mean, you're really good at like power challenges. Yeah. Mm. And you have a lot of I don't know, just like well-rounded skill too. So I, I wouldn't put it past you if you're getting into it. Yeah. I think the thing, like, I think it, it definitely interests me. And I, but it's like, there's a different, I feel different when I'm in a gym. Like skill Always. is the most Skills. like training. Skill is the most, yeah. Skill competitions are kind of the most like you actually train, I think. If you know, or how I actually train. You mean in general? Everyone? In general, in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. you find challenge, you're like, oh, let's just try to do it. Yeah. And then as, you know, as few attempts as it takes, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But speed training gets you in a very different mindset in a way because I think it's more aggressive. It's more yeah. like a fight, definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the skill I I did the skill challenge last year and it felt really fun. It was really chill. Yeah, and uh, everyone was supporting each other. But in the speed, I feel like I don't know. People say I come to compete against myself, but I have always a hard time with that because, in my opinion, if you go to a competition, you go to compete against people. If you mm. want to compete against yourself, you stay. But by yourself, you don't yeah, need yeah, other yeah. people to compare yourself to rank, etc. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, in, in speed, it's definitely more aggressive and more stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, like I know, it, I know both sides. Of that I feel like maybe let me let me see if this resonates because I in your head, like you're there to do your best run. You know, like that's kind of like what the compete against yourself is. Mm -hmm. Like you know what you're capable of, and if you're, you know if you're honest with yourself, like, you know that maybe you can win the whole competition if you get your perfect run. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to be, I don't think, you know, boasting to, to say that, you know, you, you can admit that and be like, I have a chance to win if I get a good, perfect run. But also, like you said, there's people there and they might, you know, if you're there to win, all of a sudden somebody does something new yeah. and they change the route because a better, like, better, better route or something mm. is discovered and you're like, oh shit, I got to do that now. Yes, yes, and yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah, like somebody does it like you're like, all right, well, that shaves off two seconds of your time. So everyone's got to step their game up and do that. And that's part of the fun of it. That's why you go there to compete against people because like the old whatever definition of compete to, to strive together, right? So they push you into that higher 
or next level, you know? And Definitely. Me, I've never progressed as much since I've been focused on competition. Mm -hmm. But I also felt what you said about, like, my body, like, because you want to train, you know, you have a come coming, so you're going to get ready, even though you have pain in your knee, you have pain. Yeah. What else did I have? Like, I had some weird pain in my knee, man. And I was like, no, but I still, I still, I still was sprinting because I do like track and field with the coach yeah. to get, to get better stride and mm. better speed. But I, I was, yeah, I was suffering, but I still went through it. Um, but that's really unhealthy. Like that's something I wouldn't do if I'm in a gym with friends, for example. Mm -hmm. And also I started to have like some dark psychology energy. Like I became jealous of some of my friend, mm. like, um, for example, my friend made you was really good. So I started to be a bit jealous of him mm -hmm. or, uh, even Charles, when I train with Charles, I see him is so good. I'm a mm -hmm. bit scared. He might be better than me. <laughs> so I, I feel there's a lot that in, in the comp setting, I yeah, I find myself, like I find myself feeling stuff that uh, I've never felt before. And um, I'm not sure I like that too much, but I'm, I'm still exploring this for another year. That's mm. what I've decided. Yeah. I think you find, like, I don't have as much experience in competitions at all, but I think you find yourself, you know, exploring some of those, those maybe, you know, darker emotions, like you're saying, in anything, like, you know, when you're training with your friends. And I think it's good. I think it learned, you like, learn how to be like, wait, why am I jealous? I'm, well, I shouldn't yeah. be jealous. Like yeah. I should, you, yeah. he's, he's better than me sick. Like I want to learn from him, you know, or he's better at this, but I think it's, it's important to like encounter those situations to like learn how to handle that. Yeah. So if competition is bringing it up, well, maybe you should be doing competition to, to explore that, you know, as opposed mm -hmm. to like, I'm not going to do competition because it's bringing that up. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's an asshole in everyone. And it's, <laughs> no, definitely. And, it's, and on everyone. And on everyone. What? What does it mean to have an asshole on you? <laughs> Just that you have <laughs> one. You have one more. Just that it's on your body. <laughs> it's on your person. Oh, yes. Usually between uh, your butt cheeks. You're lucky. <laughs> so yeah but i think it's important to acknowledge that asshole yeah <laughs> wherever and, and it is <laughs> not, not pretending like it's not there and um yeah. but i think i think the difference for example if we train outside you and me like at the end of the day if you do a bigger jump no one gives a shit but yeah. at a comp maybe there's money involved yeah maybe there's a sponsorship you know yeah and so that that that's yeah, it's the, a real thing you're yeah. playing for a future yeah, in a way, definitely. like you want, like that's what it's about. I mean, the people that win the competitions ultimately will have a career mm -hmm. eventually. Maybe not yet, you know. That's one of the reasons why I also was like, I don't think that the career is going to be there for me, even if I got really good at this, you know. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, okay. I want to do this more for me, anyways. Like, it would have been more tempting to stay competing if I, you know, thought I could make a living at it. But why did you think you couldn't? Uh, just the prize money is not really oh, yeah, big yeah, enough yeah, yeah, for, for like, you know, the competitions are fewer and far between usually like winning the competition even would just like break even for like the flights and food and time off work and everything to get, to get there. Mm. So I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but maybe I didn't have the heart, you know, maybe I should have like, no, fucking, I think you're right. Then. But it, you know, it's, I just wanted to be realistic about it. And I was like, you know, this is going to be there someday, but I don't think it's going to be there. I thought, and. And ultimately, that wasn't really it. It wasn't about the money, but I would have been like more interested in that because I would have, you know, I could, I could see myself competing and having a, a brand or whatever if, um, you know, if, if I could have done both or, you know, but I felt like it was better to just put all my eggs in, in trying to build my own brand rather than, uh, but that's one way to build it is winning competitions, right? So, yeah, yeah. 
But um, but yeah, that, all I was saying was just like you're, the stakes are real. The stakes are going to be even realer as generations go on. I think where, you know, the people that are at the top. I mean, you're already seeing them like having real real live yeah like joe for example joe is yeah. making great living out of competition recently yeah, he's with ch- china and all yeah you know it's amazing you know and like i i i'm so stoked for these guys too because that that's so good for the athletes and it's so good for the the sport because when you can really sustain yourself with what you're interested in then like it has exponential returns i think yeah the sport will just grow like if people are doing that then it'll just push the sport so much more if they can mm-hmm. commit they don't have to work their job they can commit you know yeah, 100%. Yeah, they might even have coaches or whatnot like mm-hmm. that's that's cool because then it opens the door truly to anyone you know that's like what you see in skateboarding and stuff like these guys luan Oliveira from brazil he just like grew up in the, the ghettos or the slums of brazil and he just learned how to skateboard and that took him to like oh yeah the top like now he owns his own skate park and okay. is sponsored and all these great things that you know if um if the you know maybe 30 40 50 years ago it didn't matter how good he got there wasn't like enough infrastructure there was no platform or whatever yeah so you know that's just like what i want to see i guess I think it's gonna be one way. Like you're gonna have like three kind of. I I've spotted three kind of branches where parkour is evolving as a career. So you have the competition athlete side. Mm-hmm. So that's really new, and the market is growing with yeah. the prize money, maybe the sponsorship, etc. Yeah, then exactly. you have what I call the artist. So that's all the show, the people who got into maybe Cirque du Soleil, maybe into the stunt industry, mm-hmm. performers, and then you have the sharing uh, branch. So the sharing is like opening a gym, teaching, etc. Mm-hmm. So you have this three main branches mm-hmm. and you can actually be a bit of three right now me i'm doing a bit of three mm-hmm. but i'm definitely more focused on the on the competition side right now yeah yeah and for example the store boys the store boys are making good money i assume and they don't give a shit about competition they yeah. do their own thing they are they are like what you said doing their artistic making videos they have their style and they've built their brand around their style yeah and everyone can actually do whatever they want for yeah. sure yeah yeah it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful day and age. It is. The internet. <laughs> that. Um, well, how long are you uh, in town, actually? When so, is the, interna- the international's not for a few weeks or days, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, took, I, took the, I took a plane for today because it was the cheapest. Oh, okay. I think it was like 400 euros. So that's like really cheap just to come. And I thought... From Denmark? Uh, no, I was in, okay, so basically I was in Denmark, <laughs> I came to Paris for one day, and then I took the plane. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that was it, at the Gerlev event, it's like an event made by Street Movement, mm. the team of Oliver Thorpe, and uh, all these guys, Elias Zimakov, etc. And they create this event weekly, where they are um, really inspired by the ADD, Arge Déplacement mm-hmm. Academy people, where they used to invite the Yamakasi to talk about the core spirit of the practice. And um, it felt just really good to be in an environment where there is no competition. No one gives a shit about, no one is filming anything. It's really more about being together as mm-hmm. a community. And you're there for a week, you eat with people. Um, and uh, yeah, it was beautiful. I fell in love with a beautiful girl. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, she rejected me, though. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Still, still we don't, that'll happen. We you got, yeah, it's worth the risk. Damn, dude, at least he still <laughs> fell in love, man. Well, wearing your heart on your sleeve yeah, like course. that's important yeah. it is, Dude, it I is. My best. i've locked myself away for two years and now i'm ready to 
come out of the closet. That's not the right. Okay, you're forgiven. Okay, thank you. For foreign, foreign like idiom, not like knowing all the the lingo. But basically, yeah. And so I I'm here for two weeks until they come, and then I go to Vancouver, and then I go probably to Montreal for another week or two. Cool. And uh, back to Paris. Cool. Yeah, and then we have other even coming up the war chase tag, you know, where you have to touch yeah, butt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch, touch your butt. <laughs> so we do that in London. Oh, cool, sweet. Um, what was I gonna ask? I forget. Oh, were they stoked at the World Cup in Paris? Were you there? Like, I wasn't during, there. Uh, I wasn't there. I wish the I was there. Residual energy for it from it though. Do you think still or uh, no? I def- I didn't really spend much time in Paris. Oh, when okay. I came there on Saturday. I fell asleep. I was so tired. And Sunday I went to train in like uh, Noisil Grand. It's a ghetto youth uh, place, and it's great to train. So, but there isn't much going on. Most most of the kids don't really speak French over there. There was like a bunch of kids playing. They were speaking like Romanian, Portuguese, um, but no one was really talking about the World Cup. Mm. But yeah, I saw the the snap. But it looked crazy. I mean, pe- French people are really disrespectful sometimes. I don't know if you saw the images where they are vandalized most of the street and they no got no i didn't see much of that yeah they, they party but they start to do stupid shit so i, I mean the u.s does that too i think it's like sports fans in general that, yes yeah. i mean maybe in for sure french people <laughs> i think french people are notorious for being more like they they let the inner asshole out <laughs> you know <laughs> they let that asshole they're in touch with their asshole more than oh, maybe yes, most cultures are. yeah i know firsthand because my dad's french <laughs> <laughs> but um oh god but uh yeah i don't know it's good though you get some get some of the victories in the world cup they get it they get it look good smoking cigarettes they're the only culture that can do that <laughs> and then uh what else do they got they eat crepes crepes and bread, crepes, bread. Yeah. <laughs> wine wine Ooh. women I mean, yeah you can't hate on them even that's like almost why they people hate on them <laughs> Because they have beautiful women. Because they no, because they got like <laughs> they got culture. They got it all in a way sometimes. Because okay. they they don't. I don't feel like they. They don't. They don't feel like they're lacking. Almost, they're like you know what I mean. They are very arrogant sometimes. Arrogant, they yeah. do like a bit. They might. They might learn from many other countries and how to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are. What the problem with France is that yes, it has a great culture mm-hmm. from from the past, the history, the art. Yeah. Uh, the the they used to be great warlords. You know, the, all the colonization and French people still stand on that idea that French is a big and powerful nation, mm-hmm. which is kind of, but it's gonna catch up anyway at some oh, point yeah. if they don't adapt and they are not truly adapting. If you look at, for example, how the parkour community is evolving in France. It's evolving so slow. We have oh, very mm. few gyms. It's the organi- organization is shit. Everybody's fighting a bit one another. Mm-hmm. There you have you have like the Parcours Paris, ADD, the mm. Federation of Parkour, uh, the French Furin family, but no one really do something together to try to go somewhere. They rather thought about ideology. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And oh yeah. Something together. <clears throat> yeah, that's so. It's, it's funny how like the the environment, right? Like. Just like what surrounds it dictates sometimes like how it grows, like how a community can grow. And like that's always fascinated me with like, you know, what is the English culture done that is like promoted parkour in such a really good way? I think it's like for I don't know, whatever reason, it it's the well, right huh? conditions, right? Mm-hmm. And like Denmark is another one where yes. you're just like the people, the community and like the, the movement, the talent and everything they do is just 
got its own vibe and it's you know you're like wow they're doing something right over here that we're not doing or really maybe we can't do i feel like in america america's America's got a lot of great stuff yeah but um but also america's so big that it's got its own little pockets where you know it's almost like there's like colorado kind of felt like a denmark sort of yes yes place and then there's you know every place has different spots uh la is very different you know the new york scene is very different even boston i have never even been to um boston's cool florida is very different i don't know we got our own little europe I tour i guess mean, you know yeah. but but yeah anyhow guys yeah <laughs> we're all but we're all a bit exhausted i think it's what time is it it's like 11 30 on a monday night and we all just crushed it probably for like the entire day you just got off like 50 hour flight yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> you went around the world, then you came here. <laughs> yeah, hey man, that's what they do these days. They send you into the way. atmosphere, yeah. and the plane just stays still, and the Earth rotates beneath it, and then they just jump out. Oh, that's yeah, a wild I'm thought. Making, uh, make a video game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Any funny stories? Anything to wrap this up? Ooh. We probably should just wrap it up since we're all like. I think we're all drawing a blank right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pedro Salgado likes women. That's, uh, what is it? Pedro Salgado. Oh, yeah, yeah. He likes women. Yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. That's it. Pretty much. He, he had his Tinder game on fleek when he was traveling <laughs> yes. through last time. I was, <laughs> last time Pedro was here, the man. Hey, I love Pedro. We, we all love Pedro. Yes. But yeah, man, man's got a Tinder game, strong Tinder game, <laughs> and he got a strong shaved back game. Because he's, he's got a, he's very furry. He's a very hairy human being. He's got high testosterone. Yes, he does. So good for him. <laughs> Shout out to Pedro. Is he coming through? He's not. I don't think so. No. I'm going to have to go to Portugal to get him on the podcast. And that's very interesting, by the way, talking about competition. And for example, I was with Pedro and he told me he doesn't like competing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't like the feeling of competing. And that brought me to, uh, you know, there was like Georges St. Pierre. On, oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah, podcast course. recently and he said the same stuff he says look i hate fighting it's like what the fuck <laughs> what are you talking about you're like the best fighter of the like how uh, long has he been of champion all time right? potentially yeah he's like, he's arguably the goat yeah, yeah you know definitely. dc is now arguably in that conversation and then dj and john jones is like well it's a steroids who knows but yeah that's a problem yeah but coming back to george st pierre yeah. like when he says i don't like to fight it's really like what the fuck what are you talking about and he says that he hates the the feeling before the fight all the stress the idea that he might get humiliated if you get knocked out etc but what he loves is the lifestyle and i completely relate to that like, mm. i did like the ninja warrior the the comp etc and i hate also this feeling where before you have to go, you're super stressed, you prepare a lot, you, you're wondering what the fuck you're doing here. And then once you go, it's all gone. You're like yeah. in that flow. And then once it's over, it feels good. And then you're, you're ready for the next one. You're so stoked. Oh, but yeah. yeah. That thing. And Pedro told me the same stuff. He's like, I don't like competing. I'm like, oh, wow, but you're one of the best that I know in speed. Yeah. You know? And um, that can be helpful. Just being able to admit that too. Yeah. Because he's not be convincing honest, himself yeah. that he wants that he's like I love this, you know. Like he knows he doesn't like it, so he can know that he's not gonna like it going into it, <laughs> which takes the pressure off somewhat, probably. But yeah, dude, I didn't like it either most of the time. Like my always, my challenge was always to have a good time doing it. So why did that you was the do hardest it? part? That's why you wanted to compete. Because it was the challenge of doing it. Yeah, just the challenge of like, like you said, like it's it's not really comfortable. But I wanted to put myself in that mm. position. I wanted to test myself. 
to see what I was made of and, and all these things. And, you know, it does that for you. And the more you do it, the more you actually start to get addicted to it, even though it is high stress, you know. Um, but when I got injured, when I started getting injured in the comps, I was like, I maybe need to slow down on these because I was like, I need to do something different. During a competition? Yeah. Oh, what happened? Um, like the last NAPC I was at, for example, I just like... 2015? Yep. Okay. That one, like, I like just like, I just took too much uh, on my knee or something. My knee was just like hurt mm. for the second course. I was like, oh, fuck. I just fucked my knee up. Um, it wasn't... It was good in a few in like a day and a half, whatever. But I was like, "Damn, that sucks." And then like when I did Beast Coast, uh, the year after that, I think. Yeah. I um. With Jimmy and Mitch, or was it? Yeah, that, yeah, that I one? think they were yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and Eric ended up winning actually. The. Oh, okay. Were you there? I, I was know, there. I you were there. I did that. that like a, yeah. we had just gotten back from our Europe trip where we did the Helms Deeper, like the Merm documentary, uh, okay. what happened and stuff. And so, like, I was just super jacked up from, like, walking around and having a backpack on full of a camera equipment, whatever. I just, my body was not ready to compete again. And then, like, same thing. When I was in the middle of that competition, I just, like, I, I almost pulled out of the competition because my knee was bothering me so much. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, this is just, like, that's part, ultimately, I was just like, it's not good for me. I can't be trusted to, to run a competition because I will basically sacrifice my body yeah. to try to, like, go yeah. faster and... And I, I didn't really want to like put myself in that position over and over again because I knew that I can't help myself. Mm. You know, I'm like, I'm going to throw my body around as hard and fast as I possibly can. And uh, that's just like the mindset I, I get in when I start competing. Yeah, most athletes, that's what they do. If you look at all the gymnasts, mm -hmm. all top, uh, top sprinter, top triple jumper, they are fucked, man. Yeah. The, uh, Mitch told me once that performance was going with injury. Like they were going hand in hand for sure. Mm. Yep. Yep. That's interesting. And that's like when that durability factor comes into play. Exactly. So yeah. you forget that whole core value of parkour. Like, yeah. like, fuck that. Just go on to win and we'll see what, what's going on. Then maybe you really get injured and then you're like, fuck, was that worth it? Mm. Probably not. Probably maybe not. Yes. Maybe. 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 Yes. Maybe. Who hey. knows? I'm not going to cast stem cells, judgment. dude. We're going to be able to heal anything. Yes, yeah, so. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, you man. Like they, bring, they, bring, they bring stem cells into my knees. You bring me back in the competitions, <laughs> baby. Or uh, my shoulder now. My knees are actually chilling now. I've already fixed my knees. I'm working on other parts of my spine. That, spine now? Yeah, well, like, I started parkour with scoliosis, basically. And I basically just ignored the fact, like I was diagnosed, like basically when I started figuring out and I started going to the chiropractor, he told me like, oh yeah, your back's kind of like fucked. It's not that bad. He didn't like tell me to stop parkour or anything, but you know, I definitely like didn't address, you know, all the strength that I could. And, um, and that's what that knee problem, that knee kept resurfacing, uh, and so finally, from the spine, when, I, probably, when yeah. I finally started paying attention to it, I figured out, oh, my knee's fine. I just needed to like fix my hips and my back. Mm. And um, and it's just hard to, to, it takes time. You know, that's been something that probably I, I think I like fell off of like the, the gymnasium like roof or something when I was like literally in elementary school. And that was maybe <laughs> when that injury happened or who knows when it happened. Mm. But, you know, I'm like really, I've become so much more in tune with my body now that it's like really fun for me to try to figure it out, but it's also takes me out of, of training impact almost entirely, you know, cause I really want to like progress, but, um, who knows? 
part of it is probably just because I sit on my ass too much in front of the computer. And so <laughs> you got to get it. Yeah. That's like where I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to get some different, um, career like options maybe. Cause I can, if I can be in front of the computer less, I could probably train more, you know? Yeah. But I wish you to be well and strong. Thanks, man. But you look strong. You look good. I feel just stronger than I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like I'm in better shape than I've ever been. Um, I just like know that sitting's bad for me. So I always like try to remind myself of that. And then, um, yeah, it's just like being more in tune with my body has helped me become that more strong. But also it's helped me realize what I'm really prepared for. You know, what I'm really capable, what kind of impact I can really take mm -hmm. and how much warm up and everything else I should be doing. And it's just... Uh, it's taken it's taken my training down a little bit of like the intensity that I can keep yeah. up, but that's uh, that's fine. I'm like happy to to work on myself until I can come out the other side. But he'll still go out and like if it's a he'll just find the nastiest challenge and then just do it. <laughs> he says that he'll talk he'll say that, but when he's going out training, he's just gonna slay whatever challenge comes across his mind and it's going to be super nasty you know speaking of the george st pierre thing and all like this like not liking like i don't know what it is but sometimes i feel like sometimes i do say stuff like that just to take the pressure off myself <laughs> literally <laughs> like just to like i'll quit parkour oh. and then i'll do the nastiest shit i've ever done that day i'll be like i'm done dude i'm out i'm done training forever dude like mostly as a joke but like i just need to like get that off of my like chest like that's the asshole of me whatever but as soon as i let him out or whatever i can like i can like get centered again and then i'll be able to do some cool stuff so i don't know what it is but um i try to get more cohesive with my thoughts and like what i do and stuff but sometimes i say stuff and do a different thing so <laughs> <laughs> or maybe i do that thing because i could say those things it's it's hard to pinpoint yeah but maybe yeah. you know taking the pressure off maybe distancing yourself from what you're the stress you're feeling before doing a challenge a scary challenge mm -hmm. so that helps a lot definitely i like, used to wear i used to wear like goofy clothes when i would compete yes like that would help me take the pressure off i'm like no one's gonna take me seriously if i'm wearing cheetah print leopard pants <laughs> like during the comp so, so i'd wear so there's that less stress yeah yeah I would and always... if you win it's even more uh, intriguing <laughs> and fun and exactly noticing. like there's like little psychological tricks i was like i noticed that i would feel more, more at ease if i was wearing goofy clothes so i started wearing goofy clothes during competitions maybe i'll do that uh, yeah, uh, in two weeks try it out okay. <laughs> oh man thank you guys so much for being on the podcast yeah, thank you. we had like a double a bonus guest and everything bonus so guest um maybe we'll do another one while we're here while you're here since yeah, you're here yeah, for definitely. a while and uh ryan thank you for coming on and fucking thank you guys for listening this has been episode 25 we are now on patreon really um yeah when this comes out i'm gonna put a patreon page up okay. and i've been videotaping this one so there'll be some video i don't know if we'll put the whole episode up because i forgot to reposition the cameras when you got here so it'd be <laughs> awkward to just have like <laughs> just your knee in the shot but um but yeah there'll be some stuff on the patreon page and so thank you guys all for listening and thank you boys for coming on yeah thanks yeah. thanks brandon thank you man all right we'll see you guys next week peace peace all right all right that was it, gang. I hope you enjoyed that one uh, very much. And thank you very much for listening. Again, just a reminder, you keep that description in your eyeballs. You just go scroll up on that bitch and just look through it. You'll find the Patreon. That's a new addition to the podcast network. The Hype Drop Foundation has gotten stronger. And then 
Um, of course, we have all our sponsors and stuff linked as well as usual. Those are basically just uh, little little incentives for you to maybe get something that you need or want in life, and they could kick back to the podcast. And we appreciate you. And uh, what can I say? Um, we'll see you guys next week. We're going to be halfway through a year on episode 26. So maybe we'll have to do a, another something special for next week because 26 episodes marks the semi-annual. So um, I fucking love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Risha, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you'll never ever leave from beside me Cause I want you and I need you And I'm down for you always, JT Do you love me? Are you riding? Say you'll never ever leave from beside me Cause I want you and I need you And I'm down for you always